0: If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy from family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like wrestling with Freddie with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. 18
1: plus it's another go at the Custard TV podcast oh, one, so one, one more
2: time can you just do that one more time
1: it's okay. yeah, another go at the Custard TV podcast and now I've gone headed. I think I can't do that <laughs> uh, it's very long um, you lie
2: down or
1: something yeah well I I don't know if I told you but I normally do do the podcast lying down do you do you not yeah do you not no I'm I stand do you yeah so for the whole podcast, for the
2: whole podcast. So Matt, do you do you sit
3: down?
1: Yes. Yeah. No, for it to be even, that's got to be bending over the whole time. <laughs> I'm always a bit bendy. <laughs> I'm Luke, editor and runner of the Custard TV website and the podcast, the Custard TV podcast. And I'm joined as always by Matt, who is yet to eat. Hi. And Gary, who is full of a gorgeous Sunday dinner. Indeed, Wagwan. If you if you had to say what the your least favourite bit of a Sunday roast is like I know you enjoy them together but what would you remove if you could or is there I'd, something that I'd, you just?
2: Like? I'd remove the cabbage but it, it forms part of a decent roast
1: I know it does rather it I know so it what got you, got you the mean
2: gravy? absolutely and the gravy was made with the juices of the meat which is always important
1: mm. I'm normally <laughs> laying down I'm normally salivating right, and well, I've got everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah have no, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Matt? Will you have a traditional Sunday dinner today, We've or got not?
3: Slow cooked lamb, I believe.
1: God, lamb! <laughs> There's no lamb left in the in this country. Is the Gary's had most of it, and now you're gonna have a bit? Well, I only had, had a small shoulder. Had, so it's not like
3: it's not roast. It's sort of you know slow cooked, yeah. but it, that's it, nice. It, like
2: it, it yeah.
1: falls
3: yeah. apart yeah. and stuff
1: it like is. that. M- much like Gary, is it swimming in its own juices? It's <laughs> 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 What I do at the weekends
0: is my business. Luke, Gary and Matt.
1: Talking Telly. On
0: the Custard TV Podcast.
1: It is the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all that disgusting innuendo mixed with TV news, reviews and previews. For now. now. Uh, Yeah. Um, Let's just do the news to begin with. I'll just run through it. Uh, Craig Charles is to leave Coronation Street... And that coincides with the fact that Dave have committed to two further series of Red Dwarf. Uh, Gary is the only Dwarf on the podcast. How do you feel about that?
2: Well, I'm happy because the last series was pretty good. So, yeah, I'm okay with it.
1: Uh, Speaking of something coming back, uh, The Jump, that's coming back for a third series on Channel 4. I don't know why they're so keen on this show i have no idea but no. you know in perhaps Sada news if you're a fan um russell tovey's uh lead drama banished from acclaim round to jimmy mcgovern that was set in australia about uh the first convicts there that's been axed by the bbc they've blamed um budget for the reason why uh but we're getting more specials of mrs brown's boys so Yay. you know money's well, got to come from somewhere and a, he brings his own dress does he What about the wigs, though, Gary? What about the wigs?
3: What about Uh, that, that audience that they bring in to laugh at all those unfunny jokes?
1: Also, Keely Hawes, who um, who just won all sorts of praise from critics and us uh, about uh, her performance in Line of Duty. She won't be back for the third series, however, uh, Daniel Mays will be leading it, Arsha Ali, who we saw last in The Missing, and the guy with the best agent in the business, Will Mellor, uh, is going to be involved. I always think he taints the show for me, I don't know why. Why? I don't know like why I should. And,
3: and no offense well, yeah, and...
1: but I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have liked any psychic because I don't like that genre yeah. of thing. I don't but, think yeah. he. Spo-
3: I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I don't think he particularly spoils No Offense. You don't notice him in it, really. I think mm. he's just another, you know, mm. just another character in it, really. Basically, he's in a role that anyone could have played, and I reckon that might be the same in. Uh,
1: line of duty. And uh, before Gary heads to tell us all the latest US news, we have ne- uh, since learned since the last time we spoke that Nick Hewer's replacement on The Apprentice will be feared interview person Claude Littner. We've seen him grill the potential candidates as we get to the interview stage, but now he's going to be following them around, giving those. Well, I hope he doesn't give looks to the camera because that is Nick Hewer's mm. thing. He's got to come up with his well, own Ka- Karen thing. Karen does
3: thing. She does a, like a pen chewing thing, doesn't she, Karen?
1: Yeah, and she just looks pensive. Mm. And then, as apart of well the she's
2: being forced to sing along, like last series.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to the return of the Apprentice, mm. but I am slightly is it the summer sceptical. You s- you I don't know, Matt. I don't really know anything about when things are on. Mm. You know, no. or, or what no, they're no, going to be. TV-related
2: website, no. why would you be informed? Uh,
1: yeah, but I don't, I don't know things. You know, I get emails and put it up. Um, <laughs> so that's going to happen. And if you haven't had your news fix, it is now time for Gary to head west. OK, then, uh, play the music.
2: Simpsons news. Uh, the Juggernaut, which is the Simpsons, going on for almost 20 years now, uh, plus, mm. uh, it's now... Uh, fox have renewed it for two more seasons it's very unusual because at the moment it hasn't really got the world's most amazing sort of notoriety i think like series have certainly been panned uh so um it'd be interesting to see what they can do with that news about two shows that have been cancelled in, in america as well revenge which was oh. showing on e4 uh, which is yep. you know it wasn't right. really hugely <laughs> hit over here but um, it'd be interesting to see what, what E4 fill it with and also the Mindy Project which was a comedy uh, has been axed by Fox that was also showing on E4 uh, but a show that is coming back for a fourth season recommissioned by BBC America is the science fiction show Orphan Black I'm very happy season 3 hasn't yet been shown in this country uh, but when it is I'll be on it like a bonnet
1: um, <laughs> I just pictured you in a period drama then <laughs> yeah. rather than on the <laughs> a car
2: bonnet not, not
1: a car <laughs> I thought it was that like cool, The Midwife. Yeah. Can, can I just go back, because we never get to talk about The Simpsons ever, and you're absolutely right. The, the quality and just the general feeling towards it has dropped uh, immensely, but you mentioned yeah. there two more series. When did we sort of all feel and give up and stop watching new ones per well, se do you remember when it was new
3: ones, sort of around season 15 16 something like that i, I mean, mean i think the quality yeah. dropped after say 11 or 12 but i gave up mm, completely mm. around sort of 15 16
2: there was like a tony blair one um oh that and i, and I just horrendous. thought oh that's too far that's it's like you know... that,
3: that was 15 i think wasn't yeah that? so it was around that,
2: that, was certainly around that time too much. i think it's now in a much sharper and
1: uh higher definition. It's in H D now, yeah. yeah. HD. HD. I just don't
2: think they're as funny and I think they no. I, I don't know what it is, I don't know. I mean Well how many
3: episodes have they done now? Like four hundred or something like that. Oh no, they're well, way I mean, past they...
1: that. 572 Uh, as we sit here now So
3: you are going to, uh, you know, dip in quality a little bit after
1: I mean, I sort of lost faith when they did I mean, we're going back a long way, but when they did that episode where Principal Skinner wasn't Principal Skinner, you know Oh yeah, uh, that was a weird
3: one That was the jump, the shock for a lot of people wasn't it, I think I mean, I'm at the moment uh, reading the AV Club are doing sort of reviews of the older episodes and they're looking at sort of when it sort of dipped in quality and it looked like at the end of season eight, they were running out of ideas and it became more and more self-referential. And I think when they did that Principal Skinner thing, which was in 1997, by the way. (laughs)
1: That's mad.
3: So, yeah. So, yeah. You know, 18 years of uh, of, uh, dips in quality.
2: Empire, which uh, recently started on E4 was certainly a show that we knew a lot about. It had been a mid-season replacement in America. it got huge ratings. I mean, basically, this is a, a modern date retelling of King Lear, if you're going to be perfectly honest about it. It's a, a music media mogul who decides to take his company um, publicly traded, and one day he wants to pass it on to one of his three sons, one of which is a, a sort of nerdy kind of, you know, corporate... Uh, Sort of person, but doesn't really sort of you know just kind of follows his father around making business deals. The other two are musicians. One is a uh, one is gay and one is a sort of like a sort of very outrageous rapper. You know, sort of very much in the style of like a P Diddy or a. um... but I mean that's that's the way he's portrayed. Is that very?
3: flavor
1: (laughs) flavor. Exactly, like a of not a Flavor <laughs> come He's on.
3: sort of got the attitude of, say, like Kanye West or someone that, like yes, that. Yes, that's he, what i He thinking hasn't of. sort got... of been in the industry. Or oh, well. oh, yeah. Snow. He's got the swagger.
2: Don't you go dissing Snow. Also, <laughs> else I'll be forced to sing it. Um, there's, oh, also, come on. there's also um, a mother which has recently come out of jail. Uh, is her name Cookie, I believe? Cookie, yeah. So no no relation to uh, Snooky or anything like that. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> problem that I found is I have very little interest in the subject matter.
3: Yeah. I i agree with you to an extent, Gary, in terms of like the subject matter and stuff like that. I thought yeah. whenever it went into like the musical sequences which are uh you know Timberland works on this. No idea who that is, but I know I know the uh the man i worked uh,
2: with Justin Timberlake just to make a big whole timber session. <laughs>
3: I Ho Timber. Um, mm. But I, I thought it was one of those shows that if you go with, it was sort of just gloriously over the top. I liked the character of Cookie. Taraji P. Henson was really, really sort of chewing the scenery. I just think, you know, it is like really, really soapy, but it's got, I like Terence Howard in it as well. It's something I might watch if it's on. It's not something I'm going to sort of continue on a week-by-week mm. basis, but I think once you know the characters, I don't think you maybe have to watch it. Sort of solidly every week to really know exactly what's going on
2: four previews set up for this week the first of which is a netflix show which opens on the 8th of may uh you can start watching episodes pretty much from then uh it's called well especially
1: as it's the 10th today Hello. you should be oh, God,
3: protect- are we doing this as if it's thursday
1: or no no we can't well, we can't that, do that shut up <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Grace and Frankie stars uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin as the two named people. It also stars mate Martin <laughs> Sheen and Sam Waterston. Waterton?
1: Worsterton? Uh, oh.
3: Oh, I don't know. Is Close. Is that's closer than you normally get. The popular bookstores, that guy. Indeed. That's yeah. it. Yes,
1: Waterton. Sam Waterston. That's the that's one. That's what you mean. Uh,
2: and, I mean, basically, that's a big name cast, and fans of things like the Newsroom and the West Wing will be more than familiar with these actors' work. Uh, and it was created by Marta Kaufman, who had some to do with friends I believe
1: she's uh, one of the three creators producers. of friends
2: yeah. she is. she'll be there for you I believe uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's a, it's a gentle give comedy, her enough apparently I'm, I'm hoping to be able to watch a little bit of this for next week so that I can tell you a bit of what it is about uh, a show that we previewed some. down to make a sentence longer
1: than it needed to be my god <laughs>
2: Uh, a show that we previewed some weeks ago called The Affair, and if I just <laughs> scroll down here, I can tell you that Dominic Rest and Ruth Wilson are in it. Yeah! I've learned it, I've remembered
1: Note to self, just have things written down, you can read them. Yeah. That's
2: what... <laughs> uh, that 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 of course is people out of Luther and The Wire. If you're unfamiliar with their other work, yeah. we talked a lot about this, but I think again we're gonna I'm gonna try and catch up with this. I think we that is do... something
1: we'll be talking about on the next podcast. Yeah,
2: yeah. and if you're a fan of the X Files or uh, a fan of Twin Peaks, a very spooky show called Wayward Pines starts on Fox. That's the UK Fox channel on the 14th of May at 9 p.m. Uh, supposed to be Gary. A... Is spooky. this
3: about sort of uh, gardening disasters?
2: Yes wayward not one of your best Matt no but it's still up there (laughs) when you compare it it it, it would still make the best of
1: Matt (laughs) 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 when you compare it to previous jokes that is way up there Gary is the only one of us to spend 24 hours in the goddamn past Larry, just uh, 24 Hours in the Past is a BBC programme that basically, very much
2: like it is, takes six or seven celebrities back to six Victorian somebody. times. Thank you very much. Uh, back to celebrities in Victorian times. Makita Oliver? Yep, that's the big name of the programme. Uh, Colin, Former
3: <laughs> Pop World presenter and uh, famous bankruptee.
2: Indeed. Colin Jackson, former athlete. Uh, Alistair McGowan, impressionist. Uh, that's the kind of level. I suppose Anne the most, most well-known is, um, is, the, is, the, is the former MP, uh, Anne Widdicombe, Josh's mother. Basically, they have to earn money as if they were living in Victorian times. So they get all their gadgets taken away from Does them. Does one of them
3: play a prostitute? No. That was a, quite a good profession, wasn't it, in, in Victorian yeah.
0: times?
2: You obviously know more about that subject matter than I. Um, did you do, like, an essay on Victorian times at school or something? Is that what it was? Uh, what, about prostitutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah about, about prostitutes. Yeah. That's
1: what I was at no, school. That's what his uh, dissertation was on. All <laughs> oh, right, uh, Garrick, what did you think, having watched this, this first episode, what was the actual point of this? I, I think the point of it was to show the kind of
2: inequality and how people lived. I think it was more a historical... i could very much see this as something they might show in schools to kind of show you what it was like in
1: well that's why there'd be no proper prostitutes there absolutely the lack of question answered
2: okay unlike when they send a group of people to an island where they can recreate things it's very difficult to recreate being in victorian times it did seem very fake, and what they were doing didn't seem realistic. The only realistic... well, there's
1: no real jeopardy in something like that, I suppose, exactly. isn't Whereas on the island, there is.
2: Yeah, and and I suppose yeah. that was the problem. Was very like I just don't know why this was on BBC One prime time either. This would have been a far sort of easier show to watch had I think it been on BBC Two or maybe even BBC Four. I I, I really don't know why this got mm. prime time viewing.
1: It's odd to talk about this on the podcast, because I feel like it finished so long ago, mm. but it hasn't even finished on Terrestrial no. TV. I am, of course, getting along to talking about Peter Kay's superb comedy car share. Um, it, all six were on iPlayer for a time, and I surprised myself by binging on all six and enjoying them immensely as it, as it went on. I sort of feel like it's finished, mm. although it hasn't. Yeah. I'm sort of glad that Carshare Share was on the iPlayer first because um, some bright spark in BBC scheduling has just thought, we'll put it there, we'll put Online it here, 30s, we'll move it there. It? Just bizarre. Um, but I thought it was one of the best, if not the best, BBC One comedy for a long time. Certainly in the whole time we've been doing this podcast with the three of us, this was, for me, yeah. uh, BBC One back in its comedy roots gary had an interesting thought that i'd like to share with with you is that he thought peter k was playing it too. yeah I, peter i'm k not like.
2: i'm not a big peter k fan which is why i've not enjoyed this as perhaps as much as, as you two have and I, I i i'm not a fan of his kind of comedy i don't know why that is and i felt like he was playing himself in a
0: stand-up mode i don't it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited
2: by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No. I mean, that's, that's my problem with Peter K is that I think whatever character he tries to play, it just ends up being very much like himself too much. Mm. Um, and, and that's, that's why, I, I mean, I admire the kind of like the single situation comedy. This is him trying to break into the BBC. You know, this is the first time Peter Kay has really done a series for them, but it just wasn't <laughs> for me. I, I,
3: I
1: don't know. Yeah, I could perhaps see that on the if you'd only watch the first one, I could perhaps see that there's a little yeah. bit of a clumsy plot device. Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, I wasn't a massive in, fan yeah. of the first one, and I think it was a good idea to put it on the iPlayer so you could watch, you know, two and three, um, it's, because it's the relationship that grows between um, Peter Kay's character and the character played by Sean Gibson that um, you know it develops over time, and you see. You know, right. their their friendship growing and the little sort of, you know, the dialogues between them. But everything about it feels real and the dialogue feels well-observed yeah. and you can believe that these are two people. I think, you know, as you said, Gary, I mean, it is hard to think, you know, think of this as a normal guy because it's Peter Kay and it's Peter Kay not playing a character, it's just Peter Kay playing himself. And if anything, he's having to play the straight man here because Sean Gibson's Kaylee is the more sort of, larger role larger than life role if you were and they sort of inhabit their, those two roles mm. throughout the series and I I do like as well the the radio station Forever FM What I what I, I appreciate
1: I, is is the subtlety of it and the fact that it never really goes ridiculous territory and no, it never really goes please. into a predictable territory so if you were unable to see all six in the short time that they appeared on iPlayer they are on BBC can One I, Can Wednesdays. I say what
2: I think I would have preferred if Peter K had written it and if someone else had been in it
0: possibly I
1: know we say that occasionally about Ricky Gervais we always say that about Ricky
3: Gervais
4: (laughs) what are you doing I was doing with Beyonce come on we're going to be late I went to watch her last night at the arena best night of my life ever good then was she but OMG she was amazing and she's sexy but she's not slutty with it that's our balance, though. Yeah. She makes me feel inadequate as a woman. I was sat in me onesie after, picking Chris out my me teeth, thinking, that bet Beyonce doesn't do this.
1: I bet she does. She's human at the end of the day.
4: She isn't, John. She squats in heels. How should she do that? Believe me, I've tried. It nearly broke me back. And she's gorgeous. Yes. She I mean, I'm not a lesbian, John, but she would get it.
2: Oh, Joe. oh, you can't say.
4: That. Oh, Kelly will be well, Joel, when she finds out. She's always wanted to see her. She loves her.
2: How is your Kelly getting on in Australia? Has she settled in yet?
4: She's okay, yeah. Homesick. It's a good job Skype's free. I speak to her every night. I speak to her more now than I did when she was back here. It is
2: amazing Skype. We were talking to my cousin the other week it was her birthday.
4: It's nice, yeah. Brings people together.
1: I know, but she only lives three streets away. Lazy bitch. The C word, Um, this is something that I didn't review for the website, Um, only because I thought it was so perfect, so intimate, and so well done, that anything I could write with my stupid words uh, would would do it no justice at all. Uh, Real cancer sufferer Lisa Lynch, uh, played by Sheridan Smith, a difficult watch a humorous watch at times. Very human, very emotional. The sort of drama that I say the UK does far better than most in the world. When it comes to just human stories, we, we tend to be able to connect with them in such a way. I watched this with three other people on Sunday evening when it went out live on BBC One. And we were laughing. We were, you know, we basically didn't say a word to one another. It had our full attention. We were immersed in the world of lisa lynch and i just thought it was superb
3: Uh, luke you'll agree with this you know when you're reviewing something um you're often watching it there with a pop well certainly i am watching it with like a pad and paper and making Mm. notes yeah and i think the the sort of marker of a good show is where you sort of you know you forget to make notes because you're that invested in in the characters in the story and i think 20 25 minutes through uh, the C word, I just completely stopped making notes and just sort of immersed myself in it. I think it it does help that uh, Lisa Lynch helped write the first half of this before she sadly uh, passed away a couple of years mm. ago. And her, I just felt yeah. really
1: connected to it and mm. to the story. Her, I mean, it was yeah. difficult. It and was her difficult friend
3: obviously had to write the second part where it got really emotional because you knew that she passed away. It was really, really well done. It is very hard to... Uh, you know, tell a story like this, but I think they managed it perfectly, and and I think next year at the Baftas you will see Sheridan Smith win for this one.
1: Absolutely, um, and on to a similarly emotional uh, piece of television. It's the C word, I was completely on board with, completely invested in, completely connected to emotionally and mentally. And the stranger on the bridge, and it doesn't give me any pleasure to say it. I wasn't as emotionally connected to it. It's a story about um a guy called Johnny who was going to jump off of a bridge in London and then was coerced off of his ledge the, by the right a way, not the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, no. Coerced <laughs> off his <laughs> ledge by yeah. Coerced <laughs> off of the ledge by a stranger who he then sort of lost basically immediate contact with and uh managed to turn his his, his life around and wanted to find this person, thank them, and move on with their life. Just p- say a massive thank you, and that was the premise of the show. So it was his his search to find this stranger that had turned his life around, and the subsequent cry of support that he had from around the world. Looking for a man
3: that changed my life. I just am so grateful to him for stopping and talking. It, it really was the m- moment that my recovery started. I expected maybe. The one person to come forward and say this was me but actually had quite a number of people come forward
4: Is it just a case of just wanting
0: to thank him?
3: Just want to give him a hug <laughs> <laughs> The trends map are where the hashtag #FindMike Mike is being used Calls which is coming in all the time This guy could be my Mike That's, that's definitely not Mike This guy is potentially the man that I'm looking for <laughs> I'm petrified to be honest
0: One of the most uplifting tales of our time The Stranger on the Bridge
3: I know what you're going to say here the reason you didn't like it is that you found him annoying but what was it about him that you found annoying
1: you know well sometimes you just don't click with, with hmm. somebody on the screen and I don't quite know what it was I think the the documentary set it up slightly poorly in as much as we were, we were straight in there as opposed to knowing a bit of backstory oh, yeah. you understood why at the end why they did that because there was a moment where you went oh Okay, and I found the search intriguing, and and of course the, the um, inevitable people that weren't who they said they were, and so that catfish element of the story, but <laughs> I just didn't Better work, connect. In a
3: catfish. What, what I, I, don't I would know say why, was I don't that know I, I felt like, for the first couple of minutes, I felt in a similar way to you, like why aren't they telling us this? Uh, you know, why aren't they telling us more before we sort of just go straight into clips of Johnny on the various breakfast shows and the radio shows mm. that he he went on. And, and as it transpired, I, I got it. It's about him. And I don't, I don't think I needed to know sort of his motivations per se, because you get that, you get your sort of given bits and bits of information as you go on. And I didn't have a problem with that because you knew that this was a guy who had sort of emotional difficulties. He, uh, met other people that had helped other people off you know committing suicide off other bridges and it just sort of you know it affirms your belief in in humanity in a way that not just through his story but through these other stories of people you know taking time out not just passing by
1: but maybe i just found the way it was presented slightly annoying because unlike the c word the stranger on the bridge had this way of Wanting you to feel a certain way. Yeah, I know what
3: you mean. Before yeah.
1: you started, so you didn't get your—you were being sort I of mean, em- you emotionally ma- manipulated in a way. After
3: reading things other people had said, had you got no,
1: no? I mentioned. went in. I went oh, okay. in blank. If you want to, you can catch up on that on Four O D. In and, and I. No, 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 no. no, was... no.
2: Four all.
1: All four. Sorry, all four. All fours. four. All four. I did. All four. Get on all fours <laughs> and watch it. Just... Uh, next up, no offence, Channel 4's brand new comedy drama. Is that a. Well, yeah. What That's would like... you call it? Well,
0: Matt. Paul
3: Abbott described it when I went to the screening.
1: Uh... Mad's been to another
2: screening. Yes, that man. jingle is just like so close to being written.
3: Described it as a jet black comedy cop show. Um, mm. He wanted to combine elements of both comedy and like police procedural in this.
1: Matt told me on the way back from the screening that he uh, he thought it would divide people. Um, and all in called a Marmite a... show, didn't it? He called it a Marmite show because he's uh, he's all about the breakfast foods. He's right. On Twitter on Tuesday when it went out on four, a lot of people were like, "Yes, I get this. I understand this," and a lot of people were, "I just don't understand what this is." I am sort of on that metaphorical broad church fence, where I'm going to give it at least the one another that guy episode never 2 and 3. Yeah, that's why I'm sort of yeah. having to hover over it. Yeah. Um, I can't sit on it properly. Of course not. I just wonder, I just wonder whether it would be a better show without Jo Scanlon. As much as I love mm. her, I just think, perhaps certainly the ad campaign yeah, that Channel 4 something, decided yeah. to run. What
3: I would agree with that, I think the way they've trailered it is... You know, this is Joe Scanlon's show. Uh, her character Viv Deering is the centre of it. For example, uh, my mum watched it and she thought it would be something completely different to what it turned out to be. I think a lot of the jokes do come naturally out of the dialogue, but the character of Deering is that sort of almost the element of it that doesn't work as much as everything else. I don't think they sort of focus on her as much as I think some of its uh, detractors would have you believe. I think there's a much focus on the characters played by Elaine Cassidy and Alexandra Roach. Certainly um, Elaine Cassidy's character features right at the beginning and right at the end, and hers is the more sympathetic character. You know, she's this single mum who makes uh, impulsive decisions, dives into the river at one point to save a young girl from uh, drowning. I think it fit together well as well. I think a lot of people have criticised it for the two bits not fitting together, for it being a mess, and I don't agree with that at all. I don't think this is a mess by any means. I think it was a show that was trying to maybe show you all that it had straight away in its first episode and it never really calmed down. And I think now they're taking, you know, the the spotlight off this main case and going into other cases. I think maybe it will settle down into sort of a, a, a better rhythm and maybe, you know, someone like you, Luke, who's undecided will, you know, get into
1: it more. Could you just start that again, Matt? Because I just missed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so no offence. That, that was like a proper serious
2: television review like what he does on the radio. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Shall I talk about uh, Big Brother? Absolutely, think, yeah? absolutely. Uh, Gary, are you in this this year?
2: Uh, I I think again, first episode, I'll be there to mock along on Twitter, but I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think we all like the, well, me and Gary like the uh, celebrity ones, don't we? But we're not fans of that's right, the yeah, celebrity ones,
2: particularly when the word celebrity gets un- overused.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a good celebrity series, but I think, I mean, they're bringing back old housemates, aren't they? There's the the rumour there. So, um, but I, yes. I think, yeah, like you, I watched the first episode.
1: And finally, Gary mentioned it when he went west, and I'm about to mention it here in this section of the world. Uh, Sky Atlantic have a double bill. That's the first two episodes of the award-winning HBO drama The Affair. Stars Dominic West and Ruth Wilson. They both uh, play Americans superbly. In fact, you have to double take sometimes. Uh, But it is a really intriguing first episode. Intriguing enough to want to watch the second, which is why they might have put this... In yeah. double bill form, that's Wednesday at nine. Scotland. Oh, well, Luke, you've affair. missed something
3: out here. How dare you miss out the night bus on uh, <laughs> Monday night at ten o'clock? Well, I'm,
1: I'm worried I might be on the <laughs> night bus. I'm worried I might be on it being slowly lowered down in, in a very <laughs> long scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Can,
2: Can I just okay. say that ne- next week's Gary Goes West will be an American television a bonanza. Uh because we've oh. got lots of renewals and cancellations and the announcements. So, of new, bring
3: your pillow, uh, new Luke. Shows. It's gonna be a long
2: one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will be definitely laying down for that one.
2: So, I just want to let you know in advance.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is your lot for this edition of the podcast. At Luke Custer TV for me on Twitter, I won't be mocking Big Brother um entrance because uh-huh. I don't tend to mock people live. I usually mock them at odd yeah, times. I that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, and that's difficult. It's more difficult than you realise. Uh, at the Gary Show for Gary, and uh, at Matt's TV bites for Matt. Now, in case you are a new listener and that has just blown your mind, there is one treat we leave Ooh. to the end of the podcast, and that is Gary singing <coughs> us out as only he can.
2: Well, I I think in, in 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 as Matt's fledgling radio career is just taking off, like a like an eagle about to soar. Uh, yeah could you could you More like an a...
1: emu i would say yeah
2: i would say if <laughs> sort of a bald eagle i don't know uh could uh could you could you talk me up to the lyrics you know could you do a sort of professional yeah, yeah if i knew you what, what do you were intro. singing this time oh yeah it's, well it's the same as last time oh okay oh don't <laughs> spoil it
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh hello to all you truckers out there and if you will work, don't you not t- ah, see yeah that, that is that's
0: Professional. <laughs>
3: yeah don't you dare turn that dial, because up next we have the uh, stylings of Gary once again, and this, this week he will be doing another theme tune, and it is uh, Red Dwarf.
2: It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less, let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice, goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun.
1: Does anyone in else find it less enjoyable in tune? Sun, sun. It's less enjoyable when you're in tune, I think, personally. Sorry, yeah, uh, we'll I'll be back next you, time though. on the Custard TV podcast.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Like us. Download this podcast
1: from thecustardtv.com.